stuff. Oh, we don't even know what to talk about. I haven't done the Did you write it down? Are you serious? Are you going to make it while I rant about AWS being horrific? I'm actually logged into the product account, just like clicking around. Getting ready. (laughs) Getting ready to give me an earful. AWS, I hope you're listening to this podcast. Because I don't like you anymore. Just look at the last podcast notes. Okay, I've got them here. It'll be fine. So what happened? Quality went down on the podcast. (laughs) Consistency went down on the podcast. No, that's... However, no <laughs> I just want to say... I don't believe. Look, that's fake news. We're very busy. We have a product. I'm very sorry. I hate myself as much as you hate me. So <laughs> We all hate him equally. I've no, seen the true. listener count go down since uh, you know we missed our, our, our scheduled Wednesday uh, deploys. Yeah. But uh, look, I'm sorry. Is this a formal I, apology? I don't love you, um, but I love... Seeing the numbers go up. Hold on. Can you just tell me you listened to a pod, uh, you read like an article on how to get more engagement for your podcast? Oh, that was ages ago. Yeah. You're not doing it now. No. <laughs> You've gone in the total opposite direction. Sorry, I've had a few drinks actually as well. As, a, as an aside, uh, we don't normally drink before the podcast, but it's Friday. We've had our retro. We normally record on like a Monday. So there's no alcohol. There's definitely no alcohol on Monday. Yeah, but I'm, I'm three in, so... It might not sound like much, so but ready. it's been COVID. Get so. ready, everyone. It's yeah. going to be Get a ready for one. some incongruent, <laughs> unruliest <laughs> software you can imagine. I'm just kidding. I really do appreciate the feedback. Um, I'd love feedback, but uh, I just I just want to feel loved, really. I think is when it comes down to it, I, I just want to feel like someone is actually gaining value from something we do. Let's go a bit deeper on that. That's what? all I want. You just need a bit of recognition for what's going on. I don't want recognition. Okay. I don't care if anyone recognizes me in the slightest. Right. I just want to like, even if it's like, oh, I read this somewhere on unruly software. They oh, said something. Okay. You know. You just want to be known in the. No, in the I don't want to be known. Oh, I don't okay. care about being known. I right. just, I, I want to know that someone else has gained some value from anything that ah, I've said in my life. Gotcha. That's if you can make someone else's life better than you've achieved your goal. Yeah, if I could see it even externally. Like I don't need you to say, oh, James. James said this thing and he's like a really smart guy. I don't care. But, uh, you know, just... You just want to know for yourself that you've had a good impact on something. Yeah. A positive impact. I hope... That's the same thing for everything that I've done. Every piece of code I've written, I hope, it's had a positive impact in someone's life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're trying to make the world Except a better place. Except for the place. code I wrote during my internship, that wasn't the best. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Frank I don't that. know. They tried to offer you a job afterwards. Must That's have been true. Too bad. <laughs> Let's not talk about well, it, actually. Maybe the other developers. <laughs> we actually can't work. discuss it. <laughs> Do not bring this topic up. <laughs> I just met with them. So. <laughs> so much happening this week. Is there? What's happening? Well, you've, been, you've been trying to get this prod issue sorted out. Oh, my AWS. God. What the fuck? Man, let me tell you something. I'm done with AWS. <laughs> it's the worst platform I've ever imagined. So uh, we've got like this, uh, we did the, uh, you know, we've got the well-architected AWS stuff that they wanted. We've got the multi-account. We've got the master account. We've got identity. We've got the prod account, non-prod account. We've got separation. We've got different networks, all this stuff. It's definitely not like someone's just opened an account and then And then just to like start. decided to spam people with messages. Yeah. We've got a gra- uh, like what is it the the we've got a amount of credits because we were registered as a startup yep. all this stuff yep. all this stuff backing us and uh, 
AWS has just been fucking me <laughs> for weeks. Oh my God. I'm sorry if my mother's listening to this podcast, but uh, I mean, they're just but like- even really I was sh- a bit, like I was a bit shocked myself. I'm like, James, what's going on with AWS? I've never, and I've not, and no one I've spoken to has ever heard of anything like this happening. We are a special fucking case. <laughs> let me, let me walk Why you through. Why did we get flagged? I don't know. It's only on one account. On the production account, yeah. not the master account. Great, thanks not for identity, AWS. not infrastructure, not non-prod. The only one production. we need to send messages on. The one that is embarrassing to me when there's an error. <laughs> I don't care if you maybe this is just throttle non-prod. <laughs> maybe if you throttle non-prod, I will work around it. It's fine. I'm so sorry. If you throttle my production account, you have ruined my reputation. <laughs> In my own mind, not to anyone else. But AWS has decided arbitrarily that we do not have a high enough containment score. What is a containment score? I don't know. How do you even measure that? I looked it up. Yeah. There's no reference to containment score. Ah, uh, they're hiding it from us. They're, like I looked online. There's only one person who's posted a reference to containment score being too low relating to an error. The other person in AWS barred from sending the messages. The other person <laughs> who followed AWS well architected. That's it. And uh, so, so AWS. Let me. I'll just walk you back because this is a long time coming. This yeah. is ha- this give is us the whole. Give us what happened. Stuff has been happening. Hold on, we need to know what's the feature, where we've been, There's what's many. been going. It's not on. even just one. Yeah. I don't know if you realize this, but I've opened one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight tickets related to this yeah. over the last January, February, March, April, May, five months. Hey, before you start, can I just say something? Yeah, I, I thought it was funny. Like when we first opened the account, you straight away upgraded us for business grade support. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, do we really need this? I don't know if we do. I'm like, anyway, James knows what he's doing. Let's just get it. Yeah, of course. And then like, imagine the support we would have had if we didn't have the business grade <laughs> support. <laughs> We'd be at 16 <laughs> tickets and I would have already slipped. So this no, is, a, this is the good su- level of support. Like, wow. I know. This is, this is the only thing we can go from here is enterprise support, <laughs> which is we have someone who only works for us from AWS. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what would that look like what would enterprise like imagine personal level support they just wouldn't respond that's reply. what we need obviously so i'll just walk you back um so the thing i like about having two different aws accounts is when i deploy my infrastructure when i run my terraform you know it works in non-prod and i'm like well heck it's gonna work in prod it's consistent yep it's infrastructure as code I've, i'm totally safe nothing bad's gonna go wrong of and then, uh, you know, I start deploying from non-prod, perfectly fine. Deploy to prod. Oh, shit. We've hit a limit. Uh, <laughs> what was it? It was the CloudFront distributions to start with. Okay. CloudFront distributions, I believe the default limit should be 200 on an account. Do you know what our limit was in the beginning? <laughs> Tell me. One. <laughs> so we had a, a CloudFront distribution for our marketing uh, site and our uh, public site and the API uh, in non-prod, deploy that. This was fine because there weren't any customers, right? This is like, this is early, early days. Yep. It was sort of okay that this happened. Um, and they had arbitrarily set our like limit to one for no reason. And there's nothing on the account that would lead me to believe that I have been like uh, listed as like a, no. a spammer or something. Also, what are they thinking I'm going to do with these CloudFront dis- distributions? I think every, start a botnet. Everything that you've done is is in line with 
what you would expect from a reputable account. Just a normal startup. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if not more, because I'm actually using all their security services <laughs> yeah, as well. I'm paying exactly. for your guard duty, trash. <laughs> actually, that's probably why they got angry. Like, that, that Probably why it's got flagged because you've done everything properly instead of like... Oh my God. So I've used too many services apparently. And uh, well, we also... It, it's. It's a, it's a relatively frugal account as well. Like we've gone for serverless and everything, so we don't pay a heap of money. Yep. But that's normal. That's like, that's what you should do as a startup, I of expect. Course. But anyway, that took probably four days for someone to finally say, oh yeah, it looks like for some reason your CloudFront distributions were set to one. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they changed it to uh, the normal 200, which is in the documentation mm-hmm. or whatever it is in the documentation. They yep. said they'd set it to that. But I asked after that, is there anything wrong with my account that, or is there anything we can do to resolve the issue so that I don't run into this in the future? And they said, no, nothing wrong with your account. It looks like it was just set to one, which is a very strange thing because I doubt anyone in AWS was like, oh, this account looks like it needs to be throttled immediately. Uh, Then we go through, uh, what else? SES, our email sending, absolute nightmare. I opened three tickets just to get the like low amount of emails uh, like, so they, they have a limit on the amount of uh, email delivery that you can yep, have yep. through uh, AWS. Raise a request for that. Uh, first one goes through success. All right, it's changed. Oh no, it's not working. My, uh, my limit wasn't applied for some reason. Do it again. Make another request. Oh, it worked. This time it actually worked. They actually changed it this time. Yep. So now we can send emails. We haven't any, had any problems sending emails. Mm. Once again, uh, like two days ago, and now we have customers. We've got customers on the system who are using this every day. (laughs) It's not really acceptable for things to just be throttled below documented limits that I was promised. So anyway, in the beginning, we started adding uh, SMS to the system. Uh, So we used uh, Amazon, what is it, SNS for SMS. They throttled us uh, to a dollar, which is expected. Like uh, that's the default limit. Which is fine. Yeah, which is what is expected. So before I even deployed to Prod, I had a a ticket raised to increase that. However, they said they increased it uh, and I believed them. (laughs) <laughs> which was the mistake. I believed AWS So really you're at fault in this whole thing for trusting AWS. I shouldn't have trusted them. Never I should have tried to spend as much money as I could have <laughs> and then believe them. So I go through all, uh, so we, we start going and for some reason, I think it stops at about $10 worth of spend. Yep. And then I get, it's not like the request fails. Yep. They fail at like the, uh, the like processing stage when, when SNS fails. So the, the request gets there and it fails. In order to find that, I've got, luckily I have an alert on the SNS failure, mm-hmm. delivery failure. Otherwise it would have just like snuck by yep. secretly. See that, uh, message us the uh, AWS support and they're like, oh yeah, no, it looks like your, your level is correct. Are you sure you're sending it in the right region? I'm like, yes, yes, it's been, uh, I've changed the limit. Yeah, It's $250. Yep. Uh, but I'm still getting the same error I was getting before about it being limited. And then finally, this is eight support messages in. (laughs) Uh, So the last one I said, uh, I actually made a ticket called account constantly flagged and now service is not working. The guy that I spoke to in that said, oh no, there's nothing wrong with your account. Your limits were just lower than normal. And then finally, the last ticket that I got, uh, SMS limit increase not applied is what I called it. Uh, they finally said, oh, yep, 
looks like your account was flagged for something. Ah. After three times that I've asked, there you go. has my account been flagged for something at all? Yeah. Like, is it possible that I've been caught by some security filter for some reason that yeah. I could resolve by like copying my driver's license? Yeah. I will literally send you my birth certificate if that is the I will come to the AWS office right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will give you a vial of my blood to prove that I am the one using these services for a legitimate- Okay, we need a lock of your hair. We're, we're, we're a corporation. We're incorporated. We've got two companies now and AWS is still at the point of saying like, no, your security score is not high enough. There's nowhere to view this apparently. And it took how long? Five, six days. I got worried because I'm like, we're at the mercy of AWS. We can't. Yeah. We're at risk of- Specifically for messaging stuff. I have no idea when the next time this is going to bite me. Exactly. Because they've already limited CloudFront distributions. I don't know when they're going to listen, like- what is it going to be like Lambda executions per minute or something they're going to start limiting? I have no idea what they're even basing this on. It's probably the worst experience that I've heard heard of, or the only worst one is I heard of a guy who got his whole GCP account dropped because it was flagged, but that's about it. This is the second worst thing that could happen. Maybe they've been listening to the podcast. They're like, nah, these guys. These guys are fake. (laughs) We've got to flag these guys. It's very, very upsetting. But uh, he finally told me, oh, I raised a ticket with the security team. It took five days for a response. This is business. I pay for business class support. And uh, it took five days for them to finally reply and say, oh, yeah, I talked to the security team and they raised your containment level. Yeah. So. You'd expect a little bit more from AWS. Uh, yeah, I really would. Um, but then again, they are the leaders. So, you know, small fish like us probably. No, I'm, I'm done with AWS. GCP is my new friend. Well, Look, you've, you've been saying GCP. that since the beginning. GCP is much simpler, yep. uh, much easier to use. Yep. It doesn't have as many features, but you know what? The features in GCP are actually What do you actually usable. need? Like, really? You got to have a database. Database, yeah. You got to have some computers running. Yeah. Uh, and preferably some serverless something or other. So if we, but did, you know what, yeah. the, the GCP serverless offering is way better because you can actually just run a container instead of these like horrific like two hundred and fifty six oh, yeah, megabyte. Their, their container limit. services is better. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, if we moved across, what would we lose? Oh, let's see. Uh, I think the so it's been a while. So it's been probably two years. Yeah. But. Uh, at that point, the things that I found difficult in GCP were we had to run our own Let's Encrypt bot because I don't think GCP supported uh, like the Route 53 certificate system. That sort ah, of thing. right. Uh, so they didn't have a way to just generate a public, uh, like a, a SSL cert yep. off the bat, which yep. AWS does. So there's a couple little things like that, which GCP has not done, but I can guarantee you once GCP has those things, maybe they do now, or maybe I missed it when I implemented it. Yeah. Those things will be perfect. Mm. Also, can I say, do you know what um, the the relational database system is called in uh, in a, in AWS versus GCP? Just have a guess. In AWS for GCP. If, if I want to host Postgres, yeah. In in both cloud providers, what do you think the names oh, are? Well, AWS would be called uh, AWS Postgres AWS Aurora. R- RDS. RDS. Yes. yes. <laughs> relational database service. Yeah. Guess in GCP, it's called SQL. Imagine how clear that is. No, that's no good. What the fuck's a uh, Redis? <laughs> I'm thinking it's a like in-memory database. I think it's Redis. No, no, no. You need to learn all the AWS acronyms. So many acronyms. S3. Why do they call it S3? How are you going to walk around like being a big cloud architect if you don't know all these new acronyms that no one knows of? I, I mean, everyone I knows I what remember. SQL is. 
But I think like the buckets, don't quote me on this because it has been a while since I've used GCP. But I, I believe the like S3 offering is called storage. That's crazy. What the fuck? That's just- Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> just simple names that you don't have to like TLA the is hell out of everyone. Is it called GCP storage? Something like that. I think it is, or buckets. Buckets, yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, it's, it's too clear almost. Also- yeah, I remember when I was first learning about AWS, I, I just spent hours and hours reading all the acronyms. So you know serverless functions? Yeah. Guess what those are called in GCP? Mm, cloud functions, aren't they? Cloud functions. Yeah. Not lambdas. It's crazy, That's isn't so it? That's so weird. <laughs> Normal names. Self-explanatory. Yeah. yeah. Well, luckily enough, you've uh, architected the platform in a way where it was very easy to move our communication services off Amazon very quickly. That's right. Oh, this is my rant over, <laughs> by the way. I, if anyone tuned out because I was ranting, I've actually had, you have no idea. I'm like working at home because my dog just got his, um, you know, those things removed. Yep. And uh, I've just had all this rage bottled up <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs> anyway, I apologize, AWS. Please don't blacklist me. I still love oh, you. Oh, no, yeah. Don't do that. There's a lot us, of really please. good services on there. Like, actually, um, we'll have to talk about how long it would t- Like the... Uh, let me see. Quantum, quantum database, maybe. I love quantum Amazon, Ledger. Amazon Lex. That's a good service. Quantum Ledger? Quantum Ledger. What's that? It's a... It's Is a, that uh, Bitcoin? It's a um, it's a cryptographic ledger. Yeah. All right, I don't want to talk about it. I hate. <laughs> if uh, you know anything about me, I think uh, cryptocurrencies scam. Rolls his eyes every time he hears the word spoken. Anything blockchain, crypto. Actually, cryptocurrency is the only thing where it's actually reasonable. Anyway, I I don't let's want to not, rant about blockchain because then. I can actually start. I'm getting angry again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, you you moved. Well, we spoke about it. We had a bit of a chat. Yeah. And I oh was yeah, a, what was the action? Well, I was a bit concerned because because we do the magic link login where so we do passwordless. Passwordless, yeah. Because um, we have a lot of people who are low technology skill on the platform, and ideally we'd be able to move into areas where there's even lower technology skill, regional areas, yep. places where remote work is very important. Yep. Our platform, it's like an HR ish platform. If I'm gonna, it's not HR. That. We're definitely not. We're HR. not HR, but we. We help employees communicate with their businesses more Sometimes, effectively. Yeah. Yeah. We do other things as well, but yes. But yes. Uh, but uh, so we, we do that. But uh, if if the email system or the SMS system goes down, people just don't get to log in. Our platform fails. Yeah, big time. And uh, you know, it's the system. Lots of lots of companies are moving towards passwordless logins. Yeah. But uh, AWS just has decided to um, screw us over. Let's say on that one. So we decided, so we, yeah. we, we had the chat and we're like, well, to mitigate the risk to the platform and the business, we need an alternative. Because SMS was down for probably eight to 14 days. Yep. I can't even remember how long that incident was going It's for. not critical to our business at the moment, but it will be in the future. Yeah. If it was- We have a lot of people who are very friendly. Yeah. Like right now we have friendly adopters, yeah. but uh, if this was a, you know, we had a few more people. Yeah. I would be would very upset. Yeah. yeah. So we need to mitigate the risk. We need to we need an alternative service. Yeah. So we gave Twilio a crack. Yeah, so I implemented Twilio. Wasn't wasn't too hard. Um You've done it in about two hours, I think. Yeah. It didn't take long. Uh well the only thing that took me longer was uh I read in their documentation they allow you to use a custom HTTP client. And I was like, Oh, 
I'd love to have all of their request log. Thank you. I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I did that. <laughs> so that was the only time that took anything. I had to write a little ad adapter, yeah. get that working. But uh, otherwise, SMS is now working. I don't know Have if Twilio is going to... Yeah, you? it's on. Is it? Yeah. Okay, cool. You haven't seen it? No, I haven't, I haven't been on the platform today. Oh, I see. All right. We've been busy doing product, right. product so. today. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've just been talking all day. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's working. We're probably going to... I don't even quite know what exactly to do um so they've lifted the limit again yeah i'm thinking it might be something where i'm worried that we'll be throttled by either service so i need to implement something uh i can't remember what the name of the pattern is but there is a service oriented architecture pattern where the request to response is a event like a, a, a URL, and then you make a get request to that to get the request. So it might be ideal that we implement something where you return a, a reference to an SMS. So for example, we have like a, 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 a SMS number confirmation. Yep. We might have to implement this pattern where you return a get and then there's a background process that waits until the actual SMS is confirmed as being deployed. Ah, yeah, nice. I can't exactly remember what the, but essentially it's that you put a queue on both ends of it. Yep. So both the receipt of the... Um, uh, of the message that immediately goes into a queue and then that is processed and delivered and then there's a another queue that waits and that get request will return when the what like the actual status of the sms that's delivered because a lot of these have a i think the sla for twilio is like fourteen thousand seconds or something so it's quite, oh, right so yeah we'll have to implement something to like check whether or not the sms has actually been delivered at some point sure yeah sure is that just to improve the user experience? Yeah, because right now you get the, like we essentially with AWS, we were just getting uh, with the SNS, we were just getting like, all right, your SMS has been delivered and then uh, no SMS came. Yeah, All I got was an alert, uh, but uh, the user doesn't get the alerts. So it's not quite as obvious to them. Well, I suppose the whole thing about Twilio is it's a little bit more expensive, but they've maybe because it's all about communication, the interface that they've developed is, is maybe a little more friendly in that respect it's not really the interface the interface for uh aws sns is just as friendly i yeah. think it's just um it's just whether or not they'll throttle us that's it pretty much <laughs> are they going to block me from sending stuff <laughs> yeah and we, we, well, we don't have to buy phone numbers in australia luckily I don't, so there's um in australia you don't have to buy a phone number to send sms you can actually do uh, a2p um, like so application to person I think it's person oh, right. uh, messaging with just a short code so just like a, a name so yeah. ours is just like zap and that's the yeah. the short code for our system so who manages that infrastructure is it is Twilio it well and the telecommunications people so but, uh, is it the, would it be a government thing do you think the government would have said like this is the way that it has to be built ah, all that sure. sort of stuff yep. uh, but there's regulations in all sorts of different countries luckily we're only in Australia and we don't really intend on going outside of Australia as of yet. Not yet. No, soon. <laughs> but watch this couple space. A couple of years, maybe. <laughs> we have to get 100% saturation in Australia. We're not far off. No. Just a matter of time. Yeah. <laughs> what percentage are we now? <laughs> We're in the zero. Anyway, we'll discuss later. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's, a, it's on the right trajectory. Yeah. But yeah, bit of time. Bit of time. Anyway. 
So well, that's, we've, we've solved the problem anyway, which is good. For now, yeah. We'll see if it happens again. I really hope it doesn't. The only downside with Twilio is I don't have any notifications configured for if they decide to just screw us over. Hopefully they send a message if they screw us over. Yeah. But I'll just have you to log into so. the dashboard every day and be like refreshing it. They do have they, a webhook system I, I can integrate say, do they have with. But yeah. yeah. Can't be bothered. I didn't do that in two hours. No. Nah, yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah. We'll just check the dashboard. Yeah. That'll be fine. Uh, actually, you know what's better? We'll just wait for the users to tell us that it's broken. That's the best. Uh, I feel like some people I know would be upset with you saying that. But, um, <laughs> I don't know if Dan would be happy with that. The operations guy. Not very uh, DevOps of you. Nah, we need to catch it before it happens. Yeah. But there hasn't been much coding happen today. No, it's product day. Today was product Happy day. product day. Happy product day to you too. It comes once every few weeks. We've been furious on the code. Even I was coding last week. We've got ERDs week. on the dashboard, on the, the whiteboard. So this is the thing, right? We've changed uh, after today's session. We had a, we had a really good session. Discussed, discussed where the product is going, where we're at now. What's the, what's the end goals that we want to try and get towards? And out of that discussion, we had a few aha moments. Yeah. Yeah. Some re- realizations. Realizations, maybe things we have to change. The way that I describe it is that when I'm working on a product, uh, it gets fuzzier as uh, unanswered questions stack up <laughs> that we just have to resolve and discuss and finalize. I think we got most of them sorted today, but. There's minimal fuzz now. Yeah. yeah. I think we, we pretty much know where the product should be going in the next. Essentially, uh, I feel like this is where we'll be for years to come yeah. really yeah. so it's the ideal system almost <laughs> the interesting thing Funnily is enough we built it perfectly first go <laughs> <laughs> so the core system that we built is working really well which is like uh, how much do you want to talk about i suppose it's fine right what does it matter at all yeah well so we built this like workflow and task system and uh it's i think it's solid yeah it's pretty solid the way that people use it isn't uh, the way that i expected but um we have full data retention, all this stuff, uh, ownership, all this stuff's already answered out of the box. We've just got, we, we, um, we modeled the users in a special way in the beginning because that's the way that I've always sort of seen it modeled as in having separate user groups. But as the product has developed, we sort of have learned that we need to blur the lines between different types of users. For example, administrators and users. People in uh, companies managing other people, they want to sort of like, you know, do the same things their employees do. They have yep. to uh, synchronize their details to zero. They want to be able to do that as well. Well, it's about layers. Tax decks. It's about layers, right? Where yeah. the person on top, like in the, in the uh, management hierarchy, maybe the person in the upper layers will be doing some jobs that the people in the lower layers are doing too. But then the people on top of those people... We'll be doing different kind of roles again. So yeah, there's like a hierarchy of, of what people do within the platform. Yeah, but a lot of them are employees and need to be treated as employees in the system. Yeah. So we've uh, redesigned a bit of that. Luckily, we built it in the first place in a way that's pretty easy to migrate forward. So <laughs> well, yeah. That was always from the outset. We, we always, well, we spoke about that, you know, delaying the yeah. unchangeable decisions. We're a technology company. Yeah. So we have to have the good technology. And um, we, we took a different kind of approach to the way that other people have solved these problems in the past. Otherwise, who are we really? We're just another, you know, 
another bloated piece of software. Anyway. Which we don't want to be. No. But um, we don't want to shit talk other companies. No. Even though they are bad. (laughs) 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 Hopefully no one ever listens to this. I'll delete this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm sorry. I have drank a little bit. This is my uh, personal thoughts. (laughs) They do not represent the uh, thoughts of my company. (laughs) So then the question that came up was, okay, now that we've made these changes to some of the modeling of our architecture and particularly the domain model, there's new names and new conventions for the way we're modeling things and some things need to be migrated. How do we handle that? You started talking about that. Yeah, well, we've got, so for example, we modeled very closely to the domain as much as possible, which is something that I've always learned to do, which has worked out well for me in the past. But uh, unfortunately, what this industry really needed was more abstraction, not more, uh, you know, direct uh, implementation. Yes, because it's a very wide uh, industry. Yeah. Everyone has so many different requirements. Mm. But uh, everything you read, you know, everything that you do is uh, in any other industry is all about like focusing down on what the specific use case is. Mm. But in this in particular, like human resources, communication between people, mm. it's very, very uh, changeable. Every business does something different. Yeah. So uh, you need flexibility. Yeah. So uh, we've, we initially started with the concept, like we directly mapped, for example, like employment to a model, right? The employment of someone in a business. Uh, and we directly mapped uh, administration to a model within the business, right? But now we've decided we needed to change that to be slightly more abstract. They're both members, for example, which is uh, like the link between a business. So do we actually change the names of those things? So we've got a code base that's like thousands and thousands and thousands of lines long. Mm. Is it worth it for the future generations of programmers to go (laughs) through and change employee to uh, member, Member, for example? I don't know. The the resources that I've read have said probably not. Luckily, we have a monorepo, so it can really go either way. I can find and replace... Uh, and it would be relatively simple, but uh, I mean, it is nice to it, have the, to have the same code using the same terminology that you would use in a in a discussion with one of your coworkers. But the thing is, potentially, the language that you use for each individual customer is very different from the way that a technology person talks about. Yeah, that's true too. Which is not the domain-driven design way to go about the system, mm. but uh, it may be a better practice. Because it's probably not worth us spending a full week, you know, going through renaming, renaming every table, renaming every foreign key relationship, for yeah. example. Yeah. So it'll probably just stay. Yeah. So I'll, uh, there'll be a mapping sort of system. Uh, like we'll just have to keep in our heads that this means that. Yeah. Errors will have to refer to the new thing. Maybe we can document it somewhere. Put a, put a table somewhere. Put a table somewhere. But uh, I think we're going ahead with not changing it this time. We have renamed some stuff before. For example, we changed applicant to user, which is something we talked about on the podcast before. Yep. But uh, the, that change was much smaller in scope. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't touching as many places. It was also a removal platform. more than it was an alteration. Actually, you love ripping that out. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite thing about... Uh, m- the best code is the code that's easy to delete. <laughs> because... Uh, it's very cathartic. The conversation to took about 15 minutes. 
Hey, yeah. do you think we should rip this? Probably less, five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this doesn't feel right anymore. Yeah, I don't like it either. Should I take it out? Yeah, well, probably. Okay. The interesting <laughs> thing is before we even had the conversation about whether we should delete it, I had already deleted it. <laughs> like, I don't want to feel well, like actually, I lead the conversation to the direction that I want them to go, but... That no, was a good decision. Anyway. It's a good decision. Yeah. I think we're comfortable enough in the team if anyone is feels strongly about something, they typically will raise it. Yeah. Which is good. That's the way you want your team to function. Yeah, you want like combative people more than anything. Yeah, put up a bit of a fight. Yeah. Well, it makes you argue your point more. Because if no one puts up a fight, that's the worst. Yeah. I, this actually, wrong. it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but um, I'm actually not. Like oh. if you've ever worked anywhere where no one ever puts up a fight for anything, it's the worst environment. Well, then you get into those situations where six months down the track, people are like, oh yeah, I didn't really like that idea. Why didn't you say something at well, the time? Well, it just becomes oh, complaining. And it's such yeah. a negative feeling to be in that sort of environment where people don't voice their concerns up front. And then after something has been done, afterwards they come in and they say, mm, I sort of knew at the time, but I didn't want to say anything. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. It's your responsibility as a professional to voice your concerns. But the team needs to understand within itself as well that you need to make these choices, make, have these discussions up front be very candid about what you think. Yeah. Got to get your teammates on the same you page. You just have to have trust. You know? trust. About yeah. good communication. Good communication. Don't shoot other people's ideas down. It's very easy to do that in our team size. Mm. But, um, you know, as companies grow, obviously that gets harder. But yeah, even then, true. even if you only own one little slice of the pie, fight for that pie. Fight for your pie. People. Make it the best pie that it can be. Well, why That's should, my advice to you. Why listener, shouldn't you? Yeah. Dear Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably not a single person named Stephen that listens to this. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> One day. But anyway, this is for you, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's all important. Yeah, that's right. It is important. So what's the next topic, Frank? Well, uh, we started this podcast on a whim today. I've, you know what I've run out of? Did you not write anything down? Nah. Oh, that's awkward. I would never do that. Oh. But, uh, you know, the other thing we had to discuss. Yeah, that's a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I haven't been doing much coding lately. No. I suppose I can tell you about that. You're a sales boy now. I've been doing the sales a little bit, which I don't mind. How do you feel about wearing different hats in a, in a startup, in a small team, when you just got to get things done? Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I mean, me personally, like I don't think I have any other skills. Anyone who knows me knows that my skills lie precisely within uh, software development yeah. and infrastructure. Yeah. So, Okay, so within the, the realm of software, I wear many hats, but outside of that realm, I'm useless. <laughs> like I, I don't even know how to tie my shoes. But uh, you definitely lean more towards backend and DevOps. Yeah. And you'll avoid the front end. Oh, you won't avoid front end. CSS stuff you don't really enjoy. Yeah. State management is fine. But That's you will hop in is. there and do it if you have to. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. But uh, I, that, that's the startup. That's what you, you sort of have to do. I can't make anything pretty because my brain doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah. I've broken it. <laughs> but unfortunately for you, Frank, you've had to go even further. You're not even in the same realm. <laughs> You're like the HR person. Well, I thought I thought I didn't really enjoy doing like UI development and then or front end development rather. 
And then uh, as I was using the platform more and more, I was like, oh, I would like this button a bit more here. Yeah. Oh, maybe this color's a bit wrong. Oh, maybe I'll change this copy. Next minute I'm like doing UI, UX. Like Frank's primary in. changes now are just like one word changes. <laughs> I wish it said this instead of this. <laughs> yeah. Because he's all, he, uh, so for context, Frank is now doing almost 100% sales <laughs> for our business. Sales and marketing. Yeah. A few other things. Frank goes, like literally walks up to a company and will say, hey, can you buy this product, please? <laughs> Cold call master. Not in, I don't pitch it in those. In fact, we've scheduled you to do a cold call right now. <laughs> Friday at... Uh, what, Let's get Steve on the line. Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I got to sit in in one of your cold calls, actually. That's a very yeah. interesting topic, actually, because I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. You're very good at it. You think so? Yeah. I don't... Uh, it's definitely an effort for me, but it doesn't. it's not a natural kind of thing. Well, is coding an, a natural thing for you? Uh, no, coding is definitely not natural anyway. Well, there you go. They both require effort. You know, work requires effort, no matter what it is. That's true. I do like, the thing I like about uh, coding is you get to see the the results of your work. Yeah. You know, you, it's actually like you're putting Well, effort. in sales, you get to see the dollars. That's true too. I never but thought of it like that. you don't see many dollars yet. But there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of communication. There's a lot yeah. of... Uh, it's not as clear cut for sure. Not as clear cut. You don't get the like the red test, then the green test, and then the commit and that's push right. and merge. <laughs> that's that's really where the the joy comes from for and me. The thing about coding is it's uh, it's extremely technical. Obviously, like that's the whole aspect of it. So if you do things well, they work well, and if you do things not so well, you need to improve them. There's a lot of gray area when you're doing communication and sales, yeah. like demoing things. Like it's not like there's a test that's failing when you. Do a bad cold call. No, there's no like there's no warnings. It's like did it the person just gets angry and gets hangs angry, up. Gets angry, yeah. I've had a few of those. Yeah. But uh, you just gotta keep going, I suppose. Most of the people are pretty receptive. Yeah. What if I can get the if I can get them to the stage where I can show them the product and I try not to be like very salesy, I just say, Do you want to have a look at it? I tell them the idea. Well, hopefully we have a product that stands relatively on its own. Yeah, well that's the thing. I feel like if it doesn't if it can't sell itself, there's something wrong. Yeah. Shouldn't need me. We don't want to build vaporware. No. That would I don't be like vapes. <laughs> More of a normal tobacco person. <laughs> this is not sponsored. Maybe a bit of a, a pipe. I could see you smoking a pipe. Maybe. A pipe? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, with a, a top hat. Top hat. I could be a Winston Churchill kind of guy, I think, <laughs> if that's not controversial. <laughs> maybe a whiskey and a pipe. Oh, I do love whiskey. Yeah. I, I always wanted to be the guys in Mad Men, right, with the whiskey cart. See, so we're going to get that. a whiskey cart in here. I can actually picture it. I'm going to come in with a suit every day. <laughs> I'm not going to wake up at the most well-dressed 10. developer in Sydney. <laughs> yeah. And not actually do any coding, just drink whiskey, <laughs> just like in Mad Men. Well, you can do the architecture at that stage maybe. Yeah, exactly. I'll just complain to people. But um So the thing is, right? About cold calling. Cold calling's tough. It definitely is. I actually sat in on one that was hard. You said it was the hardest one you'd been through. Because okay, to, yeah, because that was the first time anyone had ever sat there and listened to me do one. Oh right, <laughs> it was because I was listening. I think so. So for more context, Frank is not a, a salesperson by nature. No, not like at we all. have probably equivalent sales backgrounds <laughs> just from retail. So up till up till that point, I was just uh, I was working from home for a few days, or back in Canberra. Yeah, and so I was just doing them in the office there in Canberra. And then um, that was the first time 
I, I was in the office that day. I think the day before you were like, you're going to be in the office tomorrow? I said, yeah, I am. I'm going to be doing phone calls all day. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll come in. That's okay. And then I was like sweating the first time you were, you were like sitting at your desk at the end and I, I could noticeably see you stop typing. <laughs> well, they asked some questions about the product and I was like, and that's, oh, you, were like you were like, you were listening yeah. to the conversation. I, I was t- going to message you actually <laughs> with like answers to their questions while you were in the middle of the cold call. <laughs> Maybe that's a good tactic. Yeah. Well, it was a demo. It wasn't a cold call. That it was one. a demo. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Actually, there's a few. I think New Relic does demos like that where they've got like a salesperson and the technical person there. Maybe that should be our new strategy. I, I think I've told you about yeah. the ones that I've sat through. <laughs> <laughs> we can't really discuss them. We can't, but uh, you know, maybe that's a good strategy. We have both me and yourself maybe sitting on the call and then when it's a technical thing, because you can definitely go deeper into the technical stuff. So who's the attractive one in the pair of us? <laughs> that's meant to neither, distract I would people. say neither of us. But <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we don't have the winning new relic combination. <laughs> we don't have the right. No. Yeah, so hopefully the software is the one that... The software is the attractive is one. Is the attractive one. Oh, that's... We make the software That's attractive. so wholesome. I like that. Software is attractive and uh, we're just the presenters of the software. Like I said, with the podcast, I just want someone to get some benefit out of it. Look, I don't care if I actually make a lot of money. Yeah. I don't even want any money. I'm happy to go back to a nine to five. I don't, what would you Actually, even spend you, money on? Have you ever thought about that? Like if we got heaps of money, like I don't think I would have anything to spend money on. I need a new uh, monitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like other people. My monitor is not even that small. It's like, it's, it was, it but cost it's by me, Lenovo. It that's, cost me $250. That's like my laptop. That's yeah. high quality. It's pretty good. Yeah. I'll probably buy a new MacBook. That's it. That's about it. I, I like, what else do we need? Yeah. I just like the idea of owning I'd our own. I'd buy a couple laptops. Yeah, cup maybe two. Yeah, yeah, go all out. Yeah. I just like the idea of owning our own product. I think that's more... That's about it. That's more interesting. But uh, yeah, having something that people actually care about is more interesting than anything for me about then. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, I've had a few drinks. I'm so sorry if my language is backwards. <laughs> no, no, we want to... Well, that's why we started the whole thing off. Yeah, because I've had a few drinks. <laughs> yeah, that... <laughs> actually, yeah, we probably were drunk that night. No, we weren't actually. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. Uh, we we just went to like a, we a coffee to- bar and uh, you were like, oh, well, I think we need to do this within this time frame. And then I was like, all right, I'll quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> that was... <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Anyway, oh, we have to okay. come back to the background. We need to do an episode about us and how we got here. That's the feedback I've been getting more than anything. Oh. No one understands who we are. The origin story. The origin story. Do you know Wolverine, like X-Men Origins, Wolverine? We need to do that episode. Wasn't that exciting? For the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so we went to this cafe and then we do- and then James Ooh, quit his job. I, I quit my job and then <laughs> I, I made the company. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote some JavaScript and then that was it. Then I wrote some TypeScript. I did not expect it. it to go as well as it has though. I was expecting abject failure. Oh, were you? Yeah. Is this better than you expected? Oh, for sure. Oh, that's good. It's not my first startup. <laughs> oh, good. I'm used to bad. Oh, really? Yeah. What was the other startup? My oh, games. Oh, the, the gaming yeah. one? Yeah. I've been part of two game development startups. Well, the first... Both of them, horrific failures. The first game went well. So yeah. why, why, do you think the, what the, why do you think the other startups failed? Not focusing on what we were good at and poor communication. And also, I was really dumb when I was younger. Well, you've learned a lot since then. I'm still really dumb, but I know how to code a lot better. Well, that's about it. Hopefully that saves us. <laughs> yeah. That's all I have to offer. I just found uh, other people who are better at the things I'm not good at. Yeah. 
No, I feel like we've got a pretty good mixture within the team. Yeah. We've got the right kind of skill set. Yeah, we've got like, I know how to write the... Tests. Tests. All right, good. Moving on. Write the TypeScript. <laughs> I know how to complain about technology choices very well. If there's anything that my career has taught me, how to complain <laughs> effectively. <laughs> <laughs> the get shit done model of complaining about software. What else was on our list of uh, things to talk there, about? There's tonight? nothing. Uh, Can you hit the outro music? <laughs> How long do we have? I think, have we been close? No, we've got one more in us maybe. Well, no, we have to do another episode. Are we going to do another episode? Yeah, of course. This is awkward because this is now part of the episode before we do the next episode. Why is this awkward? Normally it's always me cutting you off. Like, Look, so you're like, anyway, so the thing is this and then I'm like hitting the yeah. button trying to cut no, you off. No, I'm cutting you off. Yeah, you're like... Like Frank, we have to do the origin episode now. Origin episode. Yeah. Oh, that'll be a good one, actually. We have to talk through ourselves, how we feel, our emotions. Look, we upload on Wednesday sometimes, but fuck you, I have a job. <laughs> I work seven days a week. I'm busier than you are, so I don't upload very consistently. I'm so sorry. We're it's doing, at least once a week, though. We're doing our best, but Every calendar week, there is an episode. We, we, we definitely don't let ourselves get away with it, like... We have to post. Yeah. We have to do it at least. We have like. to do it at least once a week. Yeah. Look, I am a little drunk, so I'm going to say uh, rate us on Apple iTunes and fuck you if you don't. I just want <laughs> someone to rate us. Just once. Please just say that you liked anything that we said. If AWS rates us, that'll be payback. One for what star. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Join our Discord. Okay, goodbye. If you want. Bye.